want to welcome you back to another episode of Between Us and Y'all. I'm Yasmin. I'm Nafis. And this is Between Us and Y'all, a safe space for mothers and young adults to have conversations and a safe space for us to air out whatever it is that we want to talk about and allow other parents to hear examples of how to have those conversations if you're struggling to have them or if you need ideas on how to start the conversation. We're going to be continuing the conversation on social media. We have some guests today that are going to introduce themselves in a minute. And they're also going to be going over um, their business. Usually we like to highlight a local Black-owned business or a Black-owned business period. And these guests are actually out of town, but from Atlanta. Can you introduce yourselves? Yes. Hey, everyone. My name is Ayo and Kita Moyala. And I'm Noni. <laughs> Yeah, so we are originally from Atlanta, Georgia, now living in Brooklyn, New York. And the business we want to advertise is Adinkra Styles. Really the brainchild of my husband, Kwajo and Kita Mayala. We sell uh, t-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, totes, all with images inspired by the substance of the Adinkra collection. And so today we are wearing our Sankofa t-shirts. Yeah, I was about to say, could you stand up? Wow, those are nice. Yeah, our classic pink and yellow. But they come in a variety of colors. You can actually create and design your own on the website as well. So check what? us out on IG. What's uh, the Adinkra Styles. Say it again. What's the website information? Oh, what's the easiest well, way to get to the website is just to go to our Instagram, and the link is in the description. Okay, and that's Adinkra Styles. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. And it's just in time for anybody trying to get last-minute Eid gifts for our Muslim listeners, or if somebody's trying to plan for a birthday, or a just because gift. It sounds like a perfect gift. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so again, we are continuing um, our topic on social media. Nafis and I introduced this topic last week, and we're continuing the topic. Um, this time, we're going to be focusing on what is your brand, and that's referring to an image that you're creating on social media, and also we're going to um, touch on how to make the best of social media. Our young adults and us as older adults all use social media for some reason you know, or another, whether it's business or just to communicate or you know, post something funny. And it's important for us to understand what type of image we're putting out and um, how that represents us in, in some kind of way. So we're going to jump right in. Um, every time we have guests on the show, we like to start with um, our standard question that has to do with a motto. Our family motto is to work hard, pray hard, love hard, and play hard. We try to incorporate that in everything that we do. Do you all have a family motto? And if so, what is it? <laughs> So we don't have an official family model, but we do have a model that we have, have tried to instill in our children. And that is Simba Simbi. Uh, it's in the language of Kikongo and it translates to hold up that which holds you up. Um, Simbi means to hold, or not means, but translates to, to hold, to retain, to keep, to treasure, right? Uh, and we try to apply that really to everything that we do. Oh, I love that. That sounds very I.O. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So I appreciate that model. All right. So in the social media world, there's what's known as a personal brand that reflects the image a user may be portraying. 
Do you believe social media users should display an image or personal brand that reflects their real lives? Or is it okay for them to have a private life that doesn't reflect that brand that they're portraying on social media? Yeah, so I think it all comes down to what the purpose of your social media presence is, right? So if you're, if the purpose of your social media presence is to show all your friends what you've been doing, what you're up to, then I think that the most organic way to do that is to make it an extension of who you are in real life. Um, if your social media presence is used to express your art or to promote your business, then I think that's a different story. I think overall, you just need to operate with integrity. Um, so if you are saying that this is going to be an extension of who I am, then it should be that. If you're saying that this is going to be my business or my art or something of that nature, then it should be that, you know? So just represent whatever you are telling people you're supposed to be representing. That's what I think. Uh, I think branding in many ways is almost like performance. Mm. You know, I, I wonder sometimes how authentic we allow ourselves to be, um, especially in this era of so much fakeness. Um, you know, once sisters come home and remove the lashes and the lace fronts and the, everything else they got on, who are you truly stripped down? And are you too afraid to show that on social media? You know, do you have to get all dressed up and dolled up as if you are a different persona going out on stage? Um, and so as a teacher and a mother, of uh, a young woman and young girls to be, I, I really want my daughters to feel um, like they can be their authentic true selves, no matter what the platform. Um, and so that would be my greatest desire, that as you brand yourself, brand yourself in a way that you can consistently be that no matter where, no matter when. But I mean, yeah, I agree 100%. And I would add that you don't have to share everything. So um, for me, I don't share everything. What I share is very much just like the highlights, you know, a picture here, a picture there. And I don't, my social media presence isn't very loud. Um, so I feel like also not sharing everything does not necessarily mean that you're not sharing who you are um, in reality, as long as you're operating from the same space. Um. I guess kind of to piggyback off what you guys said, um, I think from speaking from experience, I used to uh, use social media to express my uh, personal life. And then I realized that um, when people have too much of a say in, in certain things, it could um, affect you in your personal life and how you do certain things. And you might be like, well, you know, you can't really say anything because you're not in my life, but, but technically you are because you're seeing what I'm doing on my day-to-day -day basis. And definitely, um, in terms of like business stuff like that, like if you're promoting business, I definitely think that, you know, don't be flimsy with it. And, you know, don't be like, oh, you know, this is a business page and you're posting business, but you know, you're still posting it personal. You know, like at least be consistent and authentic with it and make it unique. So, that's it. Okay. And before I answer, I do want to make sure our listeners know if you're hearing a young woman's voice, it's because we do have a second um, female on our show. We wanted to make sure that we have the balance in the conversation when it comes to young adults. And I did select Noni as because she's the daughter of a community mother, um, Io, who was one of my son's first teachers. 
in school, in, um, in life, really, you know, that she's taught a lot of our young children. But we need to get very used to allowing our young adults of the opposite sex to have conversations that are very normal and very comfortable and don't lead to relationships. It doesn't have to be an end goal that we're going to be together after we talk. You know, <laughs> oftentimes, you know, people are not used to having normal conversations and, and adults have the same problem especially in the Muslim community, you know, where they believe I should be talking to this man because I'm trying to marry him and I can't have a normal conversation. So we appreciate Noni and Ayo for being here. And I wanted to make sure our guests knew that, you know, as you're listening to their answers, who these people are that are speaking and who they are to us, but also in the community, um, you know, who they mean to a lot, a lot of people. So my answer for this particular question, as far as social media is concerned, is a little bit touchy because sometimes for me when i know a business owner i do want to know that their personal lives reflect what they're advertising in a sense like i i feel like it's a conflict if you're telling me that you believe in global warming so much and i see you on your social media page posting all these pictures of the mountains and you got on your sustainable clothes and all that and then i know you're a bum in real life that doesn't care about anything you know i'm not gonna believe you you know and i'm not gonna take it seriously so i need there to be a balance in it you know so i believe you should be limited on what you share but at the same time it should be authentic you know and you should take control of it to where it's not a thing that you feel like you have to tell everyone every single thing that you're doing but if you decide you want to offer an update just own up to it and stand by it because you're the one who posted it yeah. i definitely agree with what you just said like going off but i think when people post a lot about their uh, personal life it's more to like like they know <laughs> like not to say people don't have certain people in their life to talk about situations but I feel like people use like their way to cope with like different emotions or different situations. So like maybe I'm just, you know, this person uh, did me dirty and this is how I feel about it. And it's like, you know, different stuff. Tell someone. Yeah, so I definitely think that becomes an issue too because it's like, you know, you have some people that really honestly don't care about it. And it's just like, well, you know, sorry, but not sorry. (laughs) the (laughs) The next question is, is there a way to change an image on social media if they are no longer agree with the brand you have created? Yeah, so, man, this one is tricky, right? From so many perspectives. Um, one of the people I think about is Chrisette Michelle. Mm-hmm. Um, dope vocalist, songwriter. She's done so many collabs over the years that were just outstanding and phenomenal. And not in even like a real traditional R&B way. But when Donald Trump um, was, I guess, organizing his inauguration and wanted a black presence, she agreed to sing at his inauguration. And her career really has not recovered from that. The black community was like, oh, nah. (laughs) And this cancel culture, even though she went on multiple platforms to like apologize and to apologize via social media, Um, Folks were not forgiving at all. And it doesn't look like she's been able to uh, rebrand herself. Um, And likewise, uh, I teach middle school students and I have young sisters who make really impulsive, terrible choices in the moment to post things that expose themselves in the worst way, their vulnerabilities, their bodies, and um, 
you know, minutes after, hour after, a week later, they're regretting it and folks are not allowing them to make amends and move forward in a more positive direction. It just is so sticky. It stays on you so, so hard when you make mistakes in the social forum. Um, I, my advice is to be as careful as you can. Enjoy your life. As you go, you're going to make mistakes, certainly. Um, yeah, but recognize that the, the, the wider audience who's consuming what you put out is not as forgiving as, say, your mother, your family, your intimate community. Yeah, um, I do agree with that. You know, everything that's on the internet is permanent. <laughs> it's not going away. There's no eraser. Um, so everything that you post becomes a part of your legacy. That all becomes a part of your complete profile. You know, it's not just the profile that you have right now that you updated last Saturday. It's your entire footprint. Um, so I do agree that the impressions that people take away, you can't necessarily change that, maybe not ever. But I believe that if you come to disagree with something that you used to post about, if you come to disagree with a platform that you used to stand on, you know, there has to be room for growth. So I think in any at any time you can decide, okay, I'm going to change the course of what I'm going to be portraying. From now on, I'm portraying this. And it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody is going to accept that, but you can still decide that for yourself and then act in that. So. Yeah, I appreciate those answers. I, while you were talking, I, I thought about another artist um, recently, Ari Lennox. You know, she, she did a post about how she wishes that she hadn't shared, you know, things about her personal life and, and came on social media at all because it, it's a lot, it's forcing people to think she has to be a certain way, you know. People expect a certain type of music from her and they have expectations just like they do for any artist. But she was pressured because she was saying that, you know, I have changes that I go through and it's unfair for people to not expect me to change like anyone else. And that made me think about, you know, for this question as it relates to me personally, because I've had so many different Muslim women who have said that they've been so afraid to have a voice, you know, in the community that's funny or normal. People are expecting them to be, if they're a professor, they can only be a professor. You're a Muslim woman who only teaches. Like, you don't laugh, you don't eat, you don't do anything. You don't talk to your children, you know, you don't do regular stuff. Or think things are funny that are you know, funny to the normal masses of people, you know. Yeah. And so, for me, it's, it's it's been pressure over the years because... I feel like there's been some women who feel like they're living through my experience on social media. And because I don't care about it enough, it could be careless, you know, that I might post something that I think is like, whatever. But someone's looking at me like, you know, their example of what, you know, you could do if you want to be a Muslim woman out in public doing these things freely, you know. So it's a catch-22 sometimes for me because in some ways I care and in some ways I know that if I care too much about this, this is going to be, you know, an unhealthy relationship. You know what I mean? So for me, that's how it is. How about you? Some interesting points coming up. I think the first one for me is um, kind of on the point when Noni said, definitely in terms of when I post, I definitely start to think in like a professional sense, like a business sense of like the wider audience, like who's going to see this or, you know, you might go to an interview and they're like, hey, this video came up and, you know, 
you know, that might be very embarrassing, but, you know, instead of having that conversation, you would rather just not post it or, you know, or just share it with your friends or something like that. So I definitely, in terms of posting, I keep that always in mind. And also what was very interesting, how you brought up about Ari Linux is, I feel like artists, in terms of like social media, they like, in terms of like politics or just emotions, I feel like they don't have a voice. Because, you know, they're they still, do not have a voice. Yeah, like, you know, or like, especially when it comes to politics, like, you know, oh, like, oh, I don't think this person is a good person. We shouldn't elect them. Like, well, why do you say anything? Like, you know, why does your voice yeah, really matter? You should yeah, stick to music. Yeah, you're an artist. Like, keep making music. And mm. it's like, that's not fair because still at the end of the day, they're individuals and their opinion matters. And as the every, you know, the mass majority. So I definitely think that. We, I feel like we should take that more serious. And also, if it's doing with your personal life, it's like, you know, that's you. This was makes you, you know, if this wasn't here, then where would, you know, the other part be? So I definitely think. Yeah, I think sometimes um, the general audience is to, um, they pick and choose who they want to support when it comes to if someone takes a stance on something. It's just like, Io, when you were talking about Percep, Michelle, is that, that's what you said, right? Mm-hmm. Ramadan brain, sorry. <laughs> My brain is kind of foggy right now but the thing is is i feel like you know she's come out and said she came out and decided to sing at this inauguration but then you have someone like the kardashians who come out to speak about you know police brutality or someone who's been abused in some way and everybody believes that we should listen to her now because she's talking and it's like so what have you done for the community right. what do you know about police brutality when right. you're in a mansion and you've been living there your whole life you know mm-hmm. but now everybody's rallying behind her. So I think people are very, you know, touch and go when it comes to choosing who they believe when it comes to an artist, which is very unfair because mm-hmm. although they are people, they do have a voice that can set a platform for lots of people to listen to them. Mm-hmm. It's just who chooses to listen is what I I don't think is fair. Yeah, it's not. It's not. I was thinking a lot uh, as you were speaking, Yasmin. Yeah, to me, you are photogenic. You are one of the funniest people I know. (laughs) And your commentary on everyday experiences just always has a hilarious spin, you know? Um, And I think for years, your fans have been like, blog, do a podcast, do something, because it's just too much, please. Uh, I know you inspire us. Um, And also as a woman who grew up in the Muslim community, I mean, I get the feelings of repression and just like you cannot be your full actualized self 360 degrees you know um and wanting to see examples in that community of women who live really full bountiful lives and i I think you do that well thank you i appreciate that you know it's a thing that like i said it can be kind of tough because it has interfered with relationships you know where some men don't want to see a woman online, but I just got to, at the end of the day, say, you know, who's for me is for me and who's not, who's not, you know, when it comes to friendships or men or whoever, you know what I mean? So I appreciate that and I receive it, you know, and hopefully whoever's listening and looking at me, you know, as an example for anything is something that's beneficial to, for you. And so for our next question, um, I want to know, do you really consider your family to be a part of your brand that you've created on social media? Yeah, I definitely do. Um, You know, when Kujo and I got married, there were about 300 people there. And our images and video didn't end up on the internet, 
But in that space, it almost felt like being on social media because we were making a statement in front of the community of people who we love and care about. Um, and not just to each other, but to the community at large, that we would stand for something, that the family unit that we were growing and developing would be an asset to the community. So even when I post on Facebook or Instagram, I, I'm still thinking about that, that day, even though it's almost been, oh my God, 15 years, almost, you know, um, that my image, my brand, what I stand for, my principles, my worldview, my perspectives are tethered to a people, you know, who are, are looking at this family unit as uh, more than its individual parts, but as, um, you know, like they belong to us and we belong to them, so to speak, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, for me, you know, my social media, I, in my social media, I try to reflect my values. And for me, at the core of that is family. Our family is very close and we have very strong values. The values that we have, we carry into everything. So I don't necessarily post my family all the time, particularly not my siblings who are pretty young, but I keep them in mind because I consider what, the, what people in our community see me as, I consider how that's going to affect them as they grow and matriculate. Um, because I see the way that my, the perceptions of my parents have affected me, which has fortunately been positive, And I wanna have that same effect on them. So I keep that in mind, you know, or try to. How about you? Definitely the same thing. Uh, I would say I definitely think of family in terms of posting or anything on social media. Um, well, as of recently, I only just really post anything about films or art. So I definitely, in terms of doing that, I always, always think, well, you know, being conscious of what this video is portraying or what this art is portraying and realizing even though I'm still an individual, this is, you know, I'm portraying also my family also. So definitely being very conscious of what's going on in the internet. So I'm usually the eyeball, I guess, in this conversation, and I'll be the eyeball again. Um, because for me with social media, you know, um, my listeners that, that know me know, you know, my younger brother is a prominent imam, a prominent religious leader, one of the, you know, most prominent in this country and outside of it as well, you know, and so, oftentimes people are associating me and my behavior with him you know and it's unfair oftentimes because we have two different you know walks of life we were raised by the same parents and we have similar interests you know but sometimes it can be very unfair for someone to force you into the life of your sibling whatever their life may be so he and i actually have intentional conversations about you know he might like something that's completely crazy that i might post you know just so people can see that he's not out here talking about his sister to say like she's some heathen and i'm not a heathen or anything like that but you just don't expect any ma'am to be posting maybe some some of the crazy stuff i might post just a joke or something like that and so i'm cool with that you know and the same with him you know i might you know like or comment on something that somebody's like wow i had no idea you even knew about that topic because it's super religious but the reality is is you have to understand that we live two different lives but my interests may be the same as his just because i'm a person that likes that particular thing you know so i think that it's fair you know to be able to say 
my social media brand reflects my family in a sense, but in some ways it does not. It reflects me. And it, it, it might, you know, reflect my larger family, which is my community or, you know, my sisters or my friends, you know. It could be all types of things, but I think it should have a balance in between that. Before you ask your question, I do want to ask one thing, um, and this is specifically for Noni. I want to know, and this wasn't on the list, but it made me think about it while we were talking. How important is it to you when you are talking to, you know, a guy or someone you're considering to be a potential partner, um, how important they consider their social media brand? Is that something you care about or not? Um, I don't think I care that much about it. Uh, it hasn't really, I guess it. Okay, it hasn't really come up. I think only in extreme situations. Like, if you're posting some weird stuff on your social media, <laughs> um, like, if something sends off, like, a, a light bulb in my head that it's like, okay, this is something that we need to discuss, then I think it's significant. But other than that, I don't think it really is, you know? Unless it's extreme. But don't quote me on that, because I don't really know. We'll see <laughs> About you. It was set up alarms for me. Um, I don't know. Like having been a teacher of of young people growing into adulthood, I've just really known some really quality young people, like Nafis, like Noni, like Nadir and Ndaye. And so that's the bar for me, you know? Uh, Akeem, Razar, and the many others that we know. Um, be experimental, have fun, have an opinion, have a perspective. But if if I see some stuff that's like way out beyond what I'm used to, I'm going to be like, Noni, what is up with him? <laughs> yeah. How about you? I definitely think kind of on the same lines because you know, if you are starting on the same line, oh, both. <laughs> I, I agree with both. I definitely think because um, that if you are talking to somebody, that you're bringing that social media page and all that stuff into your life also. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know, if if they're doing that, then it's like, oh, this person might be cool with it. So then it's like you know, you mm-hmm. definitely gotta set some bars or set some you know, hey, you can't be posting this no more because you know I don't want to be you know, or just figure out a different way of how to post it. You know, something like that. Secret so, pages. Yeah, something, but I definitely agree to that. I think that it's interesting with this particular um, question because social media has become, in a sense, a resume, you know, that people can check people out before they consider being their friend or being in a relationship or something like that. I know the first thing all the time my friends tell me, hey, I start talking to this guy, and they tell me his name. Let me show you his social media page, or let me show you his Instagram. It's the first thing because you want to see what is he is he posting thirst trap pictures? Is he posting stuff that is totally <laughs> not in agreement with all the stuff that he says? Or well, last week did he have a picture with him and another girl? You know, it's a, it's a way a lot of people do investigate. With a black girl, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then the same thing, like you said, in our face with jobs. You know, I one of my things I've started doing at work is doing interviews. You know, for people. And one of the first things that the interviewers do is look for people's social media pages. So that's why I keep my stuff private. Uh, you know, from now on, I started doing that on lock because you have no idea how many people are Googling you and just trying to find out who you are outside of who you're presenting yourself to be in that interview. So.
So something to consider. The next question is, where does your influence on what you post to social media game come from? Or is, is there any influence? Is there any influence or is it just? Um, influencers. Uh, Yasmin, you're one of my influencers. <laughs> I'm like, how can I get my angles like Yasmin? <laughs> <laughs> um, who else? I, I just think about people who are interesting. I don't ever want to post anything that's dry or doesn't add something to the conversation, you know, add something to the culture, add something, something that's not thought provoking, you know. Um, I, I don't mind looking at what people eat or, you know, their latest, whatever's happening in their lives. But in terms of what I add to the public space, I, I hope that generally it's interesting, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I guess that's true. I don't really, I don't really know. Like, I feel like, hmm, I, I also try to add to the conversation, but I guess my social media demographic is also different than yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I either am posting pictures of me and my friends, poems, or stuff about music I like. And I mean, and then from there, I just filter out, okay, is this actually a part of my brand? Is this a part of my image? And then I post the stuff that I want to, and I don't post the stuff that I don't. And I think that most of my influence just comes from within. I'm not really too focused on what other people are doing. I don't really take cues from that. If there's a trend, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to participate in it. I just post what I want to post. So do you think you're different like what you post on instagram might be different from what you do on twitter or something oh like yeah that? on twitter i always try to be funny or relatable <laughs> but i don't really think i am so i have to work on it <laughs> you're funny okay yeah i think you're funny too <laughs> um some influences there's a couple people um i just i'll give like five um Oh, actual people. Uh-huh, that are on social media. Um, the first one is Gianni, Gianni Lee. He is an artist. So um, the reason why i influenced by him is how he posts his art and just the work that could, ethic he has and just, you know, getting his art out there and just promoting it and just, you know, that's the only thing that he's promoting. And it's like, you know, if you want to get in contact with me, then this is how you get in contact with me. And this is it. You know, also another person is Zach Fox. He's a comedian. Um... The reason is he's really unique. You know, a lot of stuff that he posts is really crazy and out of the world. And just like, why would you post this? But I feel like you, like you said, you got to take the risk. And you also got to be, you know, show that, you know, if this is what, you know, especially being a comedian, I, you know, it's like, this is what I talk about. And, you know, I'm fine with talking about this. Another person is, is uh, Berlizzi. He is uh, one of my favorite YouTube content creators. And um, just always be creative, be fun. And also, you know, if you're doing something, be yourself in it. Don't try to portray and be this tough guy or be someone that you're not. You know, if you are scared about something, then you're scared. You know, you don't, you know, that's what you are. <laughs> that's the people that influence me. Yeah, so for me, it's interesting with this whole thing about influence, because when I see people posting, I started to see, I started to see a pattern in most of my friends when they post, you know, 
And so my mind is super analytical and I started like treating it like a sociological experiment, you know, mm-hmm. to see like, I noticed with some of my friends, they post sad, something sad, then three days later, it's going to be something totally unrelated that to anything. It could just be like, you know, a random recipe, you know, and then a few days later, it's going to be something that is very thought provoking. Then it'll be just a picture with no comments or no ca- caption, you know, and so I started to pay attention to that and try to understand, you know, what does that pattern mean? You know, and I started to think that it has a lot to do with trauma. And as far as African people that we have to go through so many stages of randomness, just living our day, our daily lives. Mm-hmm. One day you might see that your sister or your cousin was murdered. And then three days later, you have to recover very quickly because you got to go back to work. Mm-hmm. And after that, you got to eat. So you got to continue on with life. But then after that, you still got to be yourself, you know? So I could be totally off, but I think that it's similar. It's It, it could be right, you know, with what's going on with a lot of my friends. So I try to pay attention to that when I'm posting and when I'm um, sharing things for those people who may be needing, you know, something in that particular time. So I know, you know, some of my friends right now are struggling with Ramadan and they can't cook, you know? And they come in private sisters groups and they might tell us I'm struggling because I'm I can't cook my family's complaining my husband's threatening me you know because I can't cook and I need help you know so instead of me they don't know how to cook they can't cook you know yeah they don't know how to cook so I noticed that you know some people can be really on hard on women that don't know how to cook so sometimes what I might try to do is just post uh, a blooper that might come up from me cooking because everybody believes I can cook so well, you know, so that they can mm-hmm. feel like everybody makes mistakes, you know, but there's always room for growth and, you know, you're willing to help if somebody needs help. So yeah. that's been my way. It has been good so far. I think I, I use it too. I mean, in terms of grieving, like that's been a big part of my presence is memorializing the memory of my mother. Hmm. I think you and I have that in common. Yeah. Uh, the birthdays, the anniversaries of their deaths, um, important moments in the year where my mother would have been very active in the community. Um, keeping her memory alive in the social space has also been really important to me because um, I don't want her to be forgotten. Not by me, my children, you know, those whose lives she has affected and touched. Uh, and so I do appreciate the space for that as well. Yeah. When you said that, it made me think about another conversation we were having about building a legacy, you know, and when we were having this conversation, we were talking about what type of elder are you becoming? You know, um, a lot of times people, not Nafisa's age and Noni's age are not thinking, well, our children are probably thinking about it, but a lot of people their age are not really thinking about you know, becoming an elder one day. And what does that look like? You know what I mean? And so in my opinion, I believe that stuff that you post on social media is definitely associated with who you're becoming and, you know, who you will become one day. Somebody might look back at your post from 25 years ago to say, wow, you used to think like that, you know, and <laughs> yeah, change so much, you know what I mean? But the thing about it is, is, you know, everybody changes, but now there's an ability to track what you used to think and how you feel, you know, mm-hmm. and that's going to have an impact on some people in a bad way and some in a good way. Yeah. We're looking for good ways. So, mm-hmm. 
So in our community, we come from similar communities, you know, we're in an African-centered community and, you know, we have similar friends from the Muslim community and other communities. Do you believe your family and intimate community should have access to your social media to understand you fully? All those people in all those communities that we're associated with. I know, right? Um, (laughs) So we moved out of Atlanta about five years ago. Um, far away from that root community, uh, extended family, blood relatives. Um, you know, we came here to Brooklyn and Noni went all the way to California. Um, and so, in thinking about this question, I think we were both talking about like just the role that distance has played in our use of social media. Um, I know I have wanted to share more, I think, but I haven't for a lot of different reasons. Most of the pictures that I share with friends and family, um, intimate moments usually come through like text messages or like WhatsApp, not as much on social media. Um, I've been, I think perhaps more cautious and guarded. Uh, Sometimes I'm I'm conflicted because I, I exist in so many communities the African-centered community, the African traditional spiritual community, the Black nationalist community, educational um, spaces um, on a professional tip. Um, And so finding content from my own life that kind of moves fluidly through all of those spaces is is challenging. So often what I share is personal anecdotes or a picture of my singular self but not of all four of my kids and my husband, you know, which would be cool. I would love that, but uh, it doesn't, I don't typically do that. Um, yeah, I mean, this is interesting because I, okay, so yeah, <laughs> I'm younger, right. you know, and you for me, <laughs> yeah, and for me, my community is largely passed down from my parents. So I wouldn't necessarily say that my social media is a place for my entire community. Not that there's anything uh, inappropriate or that doesn't represent me well, but I don't know. Like there are certain elders that I'm like, you you really trying to follow my Instagram? (laughs) Okay. Um, But at the same time, members of my community get to know me in a way that my social media presence doesn't even give a fraction of, you know? Mm -hmm. So I only share a piece of myself there. And I feel like members of my community have opportunities to have conversations with me, um, to get to know me on a deeper level. And so it's not really necessary for them to see into my social media in order to get to know me fully. I think I'm most fully uh, represented in person and also i keep a very small social media presence um i only have like 130 instagram followers and i like to keep it tight it's mostly just my friends who are around my age group um so i don't think it's absolutely necessary but i'm not also i'm not 100 opposed to having community members or extended family members following me or me following them either i think for me it's kind of 50 50 uh, and the reason why I say that the first 50 is um, 
I feel like it's a way to keep your family connected to you instead of like, you know, let them follow you. Yeah, let them follow you. Like a lot of, I know a lot of my friends be asking me, oh, you let your mom follow you? You let your, you know, your, your family follow you? I'm like, yeah, because this is me being my own self. This is me being unique. And this is, you know, even when I'm off to college, my mom can see what I'm doing, you know, in terms of my art or in terms of whatever I got going on. So, it's, you know, instead of I'm like, hey, mom, this is what I got going on she can see it and she can actually visualize it instead of me having to, you know, sometimes get a picture, even though that's not a problem, but, you know, it's sometimes it's better for, you know, someone to see it with their own eyes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I think also being choosy on who, you know, sees your page, I definitely, my page is open. So, you know, I'm still, you know, seeing who is following me and who is not. And so definitely always taking that in consideration and redefining what I do post. So it doesn't, you know, offend a certain community member or someone is going back to my mom or someone. They're like, hey, this is what your son is posting. <laughs> How do you feel about that? You know, it's, so definitely always take that into consideration because I'm not trying to have that conversation. Yeah, well, for me, this is a touchy thing, you know, because I've had, like, similar to you, Noni, people that want to follow me. And I'm like, why? Like, why do you want to be my friend on social media at all? We're not even friends in real life, you know? Yes. Like, what, what is the reason for this? What stalking almost like what is this you know you just want to see me all day like what is this about mm-hmm. but sometimes I could be kind of conflicted because I feel like some people I believe in the whole idea of the evil eye as it relates to people you know wishing bad on you you know and oftentimes in social media sometimes people just want to see what you got going on so that they can put some mess on you you know and I don't invite any negativity into my life so Sometimes I can be like, nah, I'm not going to accept your request. And I have some uh, some uncles, you know, that have pending requests for like three years that will never be accepted. <laughs> and they're my blood uncles. But the reality is, is I mean, I'm just separating that part of my life, you know. Yeah. If you want to talk to me, we can talk. You have my number as opposed to some people on social media that don't, you know. Yeah. And so I try to keep that thing separated because... Sometimes people can just feel like they have so much control of your life because they have access to your social media. So I keep it separated, you know, where even right now, you know, my brother probably doesn't want to hear this, but he sent me a social media request from his um, Nashjit page. And I was like, what? Like, no, (laughs) I give you access to that, you know, so that the community can follow me and have something to say about my hair being out or whatever they want to say. You know, I don't know. But yeah. the thing is, is, I just think you should be intentional about who is actually connected to you on social media because um, some people are really just into the numbers when it comes to followers and their friends and stuff like that. And you don't even talk to those people in real life, you know. And the worst thing is to see someone in real life that you are connected to on social media and they don't speak, you know, in public. Mm-hmm. To me, that's actually really strange, but it's the social media etiquette that's been created that people yeah. feel like, you know, I can like and love and hug and everything when it comes to your statuses. But when I see you, I have no love, no hugs, no conversation at all. To me, that's actually pretty fake. So I don't support that. But I'm glad, glad that my son did allow me to be, you know, seeing his social media pages. Yeah, Noni lets me follow her as well. <laughs> I appreciate that because in, in, a, in a sense, it's a way of communicating. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a different um, age. When we were younger, there was no social media. You know, I mean, we wrote notes or whatever we did, you know, but now I can go and watch his 
you know, story or whatever and show him I'm supporting him and where he's at with his level of communication. I think it speaks to the honest people that we've raised to the, you know, yeah. like if she feels comfortable to be herself among her social group and doesn't mind me having access to that, then I think that that's an indication that she doesn't feel like she needs to hide who she is from me. Mm. And um, I really appreciate that trust. Um, How did you guys get that conversation? I mean, was there a conversation you had for our listeners who are not get, getting access to their <laughs> young adults page? Did you guys have a conversation that said like, okay, you know, you can have access now or did it just happen organically? No, it just happened organically. I have a very open relationship with my parents. I tell them pretty much everything anyway. So I really wanted her to follow my page because I like being able to send her <laughs> posts. Not that she really looks at them, but I like being able to send them there. So no, it was it was very organic. I might have, I actually showed her that she had an Instagram account because she yeah, didn't even realize that she had one. Oh and then God. I was like, okay, follow me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's a natural just part of the relationship that we've cultivated over the years, you know? My mother was extremely open with me and my, my siblings. We would be like, Mama, too much information. And I have become that parent. You know, where nothing, no conversation is really off limits. You know, whatever you're thinking about, whatever you're considering, whatever you're curious about, let's talk about it. Because let me give you the real. I don't want you out here grabbing fake information that you can't actually use and make decisions on. Um, let's let's keep it open and honest. I appreciate that um, about your relationship with Noni. But for our listeners, you know, I know that you all have heard two young adults having a conversation and talking with their parents and with each other. And the answers have been very similar. You know, that's one thing that I appreciate. Nafisa and Noni come from a similar community, but they also come from families that are very involved and very open when it comes to communication. So if you are a parent who's struggling with communication, I hope that we've shared some examples of ways that you can change that type of communication because it doesn't have to be so hard. But as a parent, you have to be brave to be able to say, if I'm going to be open and honest, that I'm really going to be open and honest. And that doesn't lead to judgment and shutting down or kicking somebody out of the house because their <laughs> views don't necessarily agree with yours, you know. So that's one thing I hope that you, our listeners have benefited so far from the conversation. That's our last question. The last question is, is there any advice you would like to offer to our listeners regarding this topic that we did not address? Um, to me, I think we have choices in just about everything that we do. And so who we are um, in social spaces, on social media is a choice. So choose wisely, you know, curate your page, curate your brand, curate uh, your life in such a way that you are proud of what you put out there. Yeah, I agree. And I think for me, it's been important to evaluate what are my values? What are the things that I want people to see when they look at me? What are the things that I want to carry with me into every space? And then if I'm feeling conflicted about posting something or sharing something even in person, um, 
I evaluate, okay, does this align with those values? And if it doesn't, then just don't. And if it does, then proceed. But it's helpful to have that compass kind of to show you, okay, this is aligned. This isn't something that I'm going to regret, regret later because it's totally out of line with who I believe that I am or who I want to be eventually. And I think that'll keep you on the right path or it's kept me on the right path. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would say definitely be open to anything always the conversation of of, you know what you're posting always ask yourself you know why am i posting this and what am i trying to get out of it you know um always i think always kind of always keep having a conversation with your parents about you know social media you know like you know there might be something i do post and my mom doesn't you know ask me about it but definitely always checking about that you know it, it, you know, was there anything that you saw or, you know, is there something that is going on that you might not like or is this that might change? Because, you know, sometimes, you know, you don't, you know, you might have something already established and your parents sometimes being might be so open that they might, you know, wanna, don't want to say anything, but still it's always good to check in. Mm. Um, I would also say um, be mindful of what you post, uh, be thoughtful, be considerate and be unique with it. Because, you know, there's no one else like you and no one's po- no one's posting stuff that you're posting. So always put your own spin to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would say for our listeners, my advice would be, you know, if you haven't had a conversation with your young adult about their social media presence, now would be a good time to start that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and have conversations with young men and women together, you know, without mm-hmm. there being a problem at all about social media and how they're communicating with each other you know, outside of social media or on social media. Because oftentimes we have people that are going into people's DMs, you know, seeing the messages that they wouldn't say in person. And and they haven't learned how to communicate, you know, and that's a, a sign of bad communication skills. If you can't right. see me what you're saying in my private message that you're not able to say in person. Yeah. And so it's important that, you know, as parents, we are cultivating healthy communication between young men and women you know, on whatever topic it is, you know, so if you're a parent who has good skills in communication, whether it's about social media or a personal diary, you know, if it has to do with communication, we want you to be encouraged to allow your young men and women to talk. And it doesn't have to be, a, you know, an arranged marriage kind of situation or <laughs> anything. People need to get comfortable with talking to each other yes. on a regular basis, you know, and so we hope that what we've shared today, you know, has been beneficial about the topic of social media. We want to thank you, Noni and Mama Ayo, for being here with us tonight. Thank you for having us. Yeah. This has been another episode of Between Us and Y'all, and we always leave our guests with encouraging them to work hard, pray hard, love hard, and definitely play hard. Thank you guys for being here. All right. Have a good night. Peace. <laughs> Peace.